Hey Roses, uh, this interview today will be with Terrence Osborne. And along with this interview, um, this is the first interview of this series of podcasts. And I want to try to do something a little bit different just to give a preface of the interview. And uh, along with him being my favorite artist, what I really um, learned and enjoyed about this podcast was the opportunity to speak with him and to see that not only is he a husband and a father, but to see the family unit work together because he mentions his wife helped him reach out um, to different companies or organizations so that he could display his art. I really, really enjoy that dynamic and that team role that you see. And also, um, if you follow Mr. Osborne, you'll even see pieces of his children and how artistic they are. I hope you get the opportunity to really listen to what he says um, and where he found his inspiration and how he built from there. And I want to tell Mr. Osborne, just as I've already told him at his gallery, I want to thank him for making the world a little bit more beautiful. Enjoy this podcast, Roses. Talk to you soon. Hello, Roses. This is April Rose. And if you're hearing my voice, today must be the day that another episode dropped for the April Rose Speaking Podcast. Um, If you are new to this podcast, if you have not heard um, of me, the April Rose Speaking Podcast is a podcast for people who um, are interested in passions. And I started this podcast because I recently started my life um, over again, honestly, from Indiana. I'm actually from there and I moved down to the city of New Orleans, Louisiana and kind of like rebuilt my life. And I am now having this wonderful podcast that you're listening to right now. And I am about to introduce someone that I am so excited um, that accepted my request to be on this podcast. So, oh my God, the next guest that I am going to introduce to you, I truly can say that I am excited and have so much respect for Um, I've been following this person on social media for about a year and a half. (coughs) I'm sorry. And I'm so amazed at um, how he portrays himself on social media. He is able to portray himself um, creatively. He's super kind. um, And he really shows culture in his work. He's someone I'm actually looking to model myself around as far as social media. Um, because I would like for my followers to get to know him, his work, his worth ethic. Roses, I want you to welcome the artist, Terrence Osborne. Terrence, how are you today? I'm great, April. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much. Um, I always am so appreciative to the guests that come onto my show because I'm sure some of the roses have heard me say this in the past, but time is the most expensive thing on earth. Definitely. That, that's certainly true. Um, yeah. I mean, anybody who's active values that idea. So, um, yeah, I, I appreciate you having me on here, taking your time. So, yeah. Yeah. So before I jump in, um, to tell my story so I um actually 
moved down here about a year and a half ago and my son had got sick and I had to go to the doctor's office. And when I went in the doctor's office, and this is like me brand new to the city, I literally know nothing about the city. And the first piece of art that I saw was your art. Oh. And I was like mesmerized by the colors and the row houses. So I went home and I Googled and I saw your page and I literally followed you for this last year and a half. And I had the opportunity um, a few weeks ago to actually meet you face to face. And I had a post up on Instagram and it said when you literally want to cry but all you could do is smile <laughs> <laughs> oh i did oh, wow i didn't see that i like that yes yes i was so excited to meet you um to visit your gallery so i want to jump right on into the podcast because i have some really good questions are you ready let's go okay let's go so my first question um is what piqued your interest in painting like what? What was that little seed that got you interested in painting? Well, when I was in high school, I was at a school called NOCA, and it, anybody who who knows anything about schools in New Orleans knows that NOCA is one of the top schools in the city. So NOCA stands for New Orleans Center for Creative Arts. Anybody like Trumbull Shorty, um, um, I'm thinking this other guy. Um, uh, Harry Connick Jr. There are a bunch of people who went to NOCA. It's basically like, you, you've seen that movie or the show Fame? Yes. Yeah, so it's like it's kind of like that. It's a high school that people who are screened as talented or tested as talented go to the school. All the disciplines are there, though. So you know, music, theater, art, and all. So um, I was at that school and a friend of mine took me over to this art gallery where I met this artist who was basically a practicing professional artist. Um, now, I didn't meet the guy at first. I walked into his gallery and the art was so colorful. I said, man, that, that like, I mean, it really, I spent, I must have spent like about 20 minutes in there just staring at the paintings. Then this guy comes out of the back and it's the artist it's a black guy so so i immediately and it, it was it was his gallery i immediately saw myself when i looked at him oh wow so fast forward he, i have an art gallery it's a top art gallery in the city um and i worked with that guy for years his name is richard thomas i worked with him for years and it got me got me going he introduced me to painting so that's that's how it started and his name is Richard Thomas? Richard Thomas, yeah. Thank you, Richard Thomas. Thank <laughs> you so much for introducing Mr. Osborne to painting. I am so happy. Thank you. Thank you yes. for sharing. Yes. So when did you, and I, and I guess this question, you may have answered that a little bit, but when did you make the decision to put all of your energy into painting? Yeah, no, I, I didn't answer that question yet, but... Um, so I made a decision to go full force with painting once I understood that I could do it. That was the thing. Like I would look at paintings in high school and I I could I pulled it apart. Like I could see how they added a highlight to a certain part to make it look look, you know, more uh, rounded or exaggerated I could see where they added shadows you know I, I basically look at a painting and pull it apart but I I didn't know how to do it yet 
Mm-hmm. But so when I started working with with Richard Thomas, he sh- I watched him. It wasn't even like he. There were times where he showed me stuff, like he would, you know, like a teacher would do. You know, oh yeah, this is how you do this. This is how you do that. That didn't resonate with me. What actually resonated with me was when I watched him paint, because huh. you know, painting is mostly a silent experience. So when when I'd watch him paint, I learned more than when I when I'd listen to him talk. Right. Yeah, and that was that. That's when I knew that I could do it. Once I started watching him paint. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, how would you describe your painting style? Yeah, that's always a tricky question for me. Um, my painting style, um, you know, because I guess for, for me, like I was a teacher. I, I taught elementary school for for years. And um, I would always tell my kids, style is not something that you reach for. You you can't really find a style. If you find a style, then you're forcing something. So a style comes when you repeatedly do something. It, you, you naturally have a style out of whatever it is that you're repeating. You, you, know, you do it again and again and again. Um, so the style finds you. You don't find the style. So um but you know look at painters from the past and you can tell that's van gogh or you can tell that's yeah 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 now that that might be your signature that's a different signature thing yeah Yeah. your signature so so what happens is um after you repeatedly do something then people start to pick up on what it is that you're doing because the whole thing is like language you know the more pieces that you do the more sentences you can add to your language well um my language is my love for color so my colors are really vibrant i yeah i in a in a way i draw people in with my color because color mm-hmm. most people have reaction to color like like say well, if you walk into a room that was red the you might not like that room because it gives you some negative feeling about because you, your red is not your color. Whereas if someone else walked in there, they might love it. So it depends on what reaction you have to the color. Well, since I since I work with color, then I get to in a way sort of play with people's emotions about it. You know, so I call myself a colorist. So colorist. I yeah, I get to use colors to evoke an emotion out of people right yeah. so i'm gonna tell you why your paintings is so my style it's so me and i hate to try to make the podcast it's not about me but i have to i guess i have to let the audience know why i'm so drawn to your paintings mm-hmm. and it is because of the color i am i consider myself a minimalist so and i learned this in college because i had a college roommate and she like would bring her clothes and put it in her closet and she didn't have very many just a couple pairs of shoes a couple outfits you know and she was like totally happy she's like i'm a minimalist and i started to research and i was like huh, i think i'm a minimalist too hmm. so when you come in my house it's very minimal color um you know i like modern furniture uh, and even in my style of dress growing up I just kind of like the basic, you know, black colors or something simple, but my accessories were colorful. Mm. My house is 
you know, I have like a color scheme going on, but it's like a muted gray, but my walls are bare. And I have to tell you, because I'm waiting to purchase a picture from you to put on my walls um, in every room. Like I literally, I have, my walls are all blank. And Steve um, Jobs from Apple, he said that he likes his walls blank because there's so many ways that you can you can add color to your walls or, or you can put designs on your wall. And I'm the same way. I leave my, my walls blank. It's like the very last thing. So I'm waiting to purchase a picture from you to put on my walls. But yeah, that is why your picture resonated for me because I moved to New Orleans. And I like the saying, when, at, when you go to Rome, do as Romans do. Mm -hmm. And so when I saw the paintings and it had the row houses and the colors, and I'm a minimalist, it totally fit. And yeah, so it totally makes sense that nice. you're colored. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting because usually if you're a minimalist, you don't like my, it's not that you dislike it, but it's just that it doesn't work for you. But you found a way to use it, even though you're a minimalist. Because my, my work is like, it's vibrant, it's active. You know, there's a lot going on with it. Minimalists would go for the opposite, but it's interesting that you that it works for you. Yeah, because my my couches are like a navy blue. I get on live, so my roses know my couches is blue because I talk. And so, and when they look behind me, they're probably like, "Where is she? She has nothing on her walls." And I'm totally waiting to throw a T.I.S.Born picture on my wall, <laughs> and it'll have some navy blue in it that I, you know it'll it'll totally bring my house out. So yeah, Definitely. it's totally yeah definitely um so tell me and we're like as I, as we're talking we're answering like my next question it's so weird mm. but how does living and growing up in new orleans impact your painting mm -hmm. yeah well you know if you live in new orleans and you're not you're not affected by the culture then you're half dead there is so much culture in this city that you just there's no way you could not be inspired um so i mean you can pick anything you can pick the houses you can pick the people the way they dress you can pick mardi gras you know you can pick the french quarter uptown i mean there's so many there's so much going on here that i just all i do is I, I mean, it's it's almost like closing my eyes and 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 pointing my finger on something. It's just it's it. There's so much that I, I can never get bored. Um, so I I paint mostly the New Orleans houses because houses are an extension of people, really. Because if you can tell how somebody's house looks based on how they look, right? Um, you know. And the music, you know, we're music city. Um, you know, there's so many things. So, you know, it's just the art. You know, I mostly I paint houses and people, and I, I add things to that. Sometimes I mix, I mix both of them. I'll put a house on someone's head and make it look, <laughs> yes. like, you know, yes. yeah, it, it makes total sense. You know, it's we have an eclectic culture here. It's it's rich and deep. You know. It's, uh, centered around music and food so you know it's, there's a lot of content to use yeah I totally agree because <clears throat> so I chose New Orleans after the Essence Fest I came a couple of years ago and literally two weeks later I was back um, I grew up Jehovah's Witness which is a really on, on some people's term a really restrictive religion 
and then I'm from Indiana, which is really conservative state. So when I came to New Orleans, my senses was like out of control. Oh yeah, of course. Out of control. So totally understand that you can literally get inspiration from anywhere in New Orleans. I have to say, and how I feel about New Orleans, that there's no place on this earth like New Orleans. Um, it feels almost coming from Indiana and I've been in New York, I've been in Chicago. It's almost like it's not even part of the United States. Yeah. And based on history with Louisiana and the Louisiana Purchase, I can understand that part too, but yeah, if you have not been in New Orleans, definitely needs to be on your bucket list if you're really looking for culture. Yeah. Do you agree? I, I completely agree. New Orleans is like an island. People say that all the time, and it's it's so true. Um, you know, and I really thought that every place was like New Orleans. And so right up until <laughs> high school, when I started oh. traveling and realized, like, wait, y'all don't have Mardi Gras here? Uh-uh. You know, <laughs> you know no, it's this is like no other place, for sure. Yeah, I'm literally reserving my energy for Mardi Gras because I was like almost killed myself last year. So yes, you are correct. Yeah. Um, so your gallery is located on Magazine Street, which is a popular street in New Orleans. I love walking on this particular street on a sunny day. Um, so if you can tell me what were your steps in opening this particular gallery um, on this particular street of Magazine Street, like what steps did you take to open this gallery because i really think artists out there who are painters who are photographers they really don't know the steps of really making this a profitable business and the way that you have your gallery set up is so beautiful like could you walk my listeners through the steps of how you open your gallery and why in this particular spot okay so so first off um my gallery appeals to the senses so it's it's not like the traditional gallery so when you walk into it you smell lavender in the air you there's a a rug a three inch um sort of shag rug and a beanbag, a huge beanbag in the middle of the floor. There's music playing like Bruno Mars, uh, Billie Eilish, uh, Lizzo, uh, Rebirth Brass Band, you know, bunch of bunch of nice uh, uh, you know, kind of upbeat music. Then there, the air smells like uh, lavender. Um, the visual is the artwork. I, and I have dishes of candy around. So it, it appeals to all the senses. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted that because I, did, I didn't want to open the traditional gallery that was so sterile when you walk in, you can't take pictures, period, it doesn't want you there. It just does, you don't, just don't feel right, you know? I eliminated that. But, but um, I've been looking for a gallery for about three years and my wife, she was determined to move on Magazine Street because, <laughs> because you know, the, the culture on Magazine Street is extraordinary. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And so, um, we moved right into the middle of Magazine Street, which was the heart of the culture of Uptown, uh, Uptown New Orleans. So it was great, it was really perfect. Um, and the gallery is doing well, it, you know, right at about three months, we got Best Gallery. And we've maintained that position since then. And we've been open for three years so far. Um, and it it's great, you know. It's it's nice, you know, that like I've I've always felt like um, my career has doing has done well, but you know, it, 
income is sporadic with artists it's, it's a common thing you know sometimes you, you make a lot of money sometimes you don't the gallery has allowed me to have a consistent income and it's it's nice you know 90 tourists coming here it's great i i love it so was it a lot of hard work to actually open the gallery because i think that that is where um it's a great area for artists like the steps um is it just like any business the steps that you're taking or was there different avenues that you had to take because it's an art gallery no it, it's it's pretty much like any business i mean you know for the most part if you open a restaurant there are there are there's a lot of red tape you got to go through to get make sure that everything's right you're feeding people food and you know you want to make sure it's a healthy spot it's sanitary the city cares about that stuff so they're gonna make sure that you get those things right for an art gallery you hang artwork on the wall the only thing you have to be concerned with is someone if a painting drops on somebody's head which is not likely so you know it's pretty straightforward with an art gallery i, I didn't have too much trouble opening the spot uh, so it was, yeah it was good it's pretty straightforward good that's good to know mm-hmm so, um, who are some of the organizations that you've worked with? Who have you partnered with in the past? So, you know, one of my jobs, um, which I love, uh, is to take a product and make it more New Orleans. So, I've partnered with companies like Heineken, who Heineken's a Dutch beer, but Heineken wanted their product to seem more New Orleans. So, right around Mardi Gras, I made a few images for them and they, they used it. I partnered with Coca-Cola uh, with doing their Barks campaign, Barks Root Beer campaign. Um, Amuse Bouche is a wine company out in Napa Valley that, that hired me to do their, their wine label for their bottle. Uh, Nike, in the past, I've partnered with those guys. Did a Nike Air Force One tennis shoe, like a New Orleans tennis shoe, and a poster, um, you know, a few others. It's you know, Hilton. Um, uh, Tulane University you know it's been good so out of all of those like what percentage did you reach out to because I think people have this idea and I know this because I'm an entrepreneur and just like I, I've reached out to you for this podcast like sometimes people think things just fall in their lap once they follow their path mm-hmm. so if you can give my listeners an idea of like the percentage of organizations you actually reached out to um, to partner with. Okay. So I used to reach out to a bunch of organizations like my, my wife and I, you know, and this, this is really, um, a formula that we've used from the beginning and it works. My wife and I would, um, contact companies, but what she would do is she'd make a proposal to the company to like, if I wanted to do some artwork for them, maybe for their lobby or a logo for them or something like that. She proposal I would do some artwork and put it with the proposal and send that in um, that is that was that was us chasing jobs but at, at this point in my career I've gotten to the place where where jobs chase me and I get to select which job I want and I know where I am I know that's a very privileged spot to be in um, so, you know, out of, out of 10 jobs, I can pick six of them that I really like. And, yeah. you know, I can, 
I don't have to do all the jobs that come to me. You know, at, at one point, you as an artist, you just you don't pass up on jobs; you just take them. You don't have that luxury, yes. Yeah, yeah, right. But so now, I mean, I I feel like I'm in the the NFL of art. I know where I am, and so I know that I can pick from the jobs that I want, and it's just great. You know, it's a great feeling. Okay, mm-hmm. so like, what is your painting routine, if any? Like, or do you just go with the feeling? I I usually start with an idea that I, I develop an idea about 60-70% in my mind and the rest of it is I'd say I, I, I will create it and then the rest is just playing around getting it to to you know having fun with it um, so usually usually I, I know what it feels like I don't know what it's completely going to be yet Cool. Well, it's more of an intuitive thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I wasn't going to ask this question, but it actually was in your backstory when you met your mentor mm-hmm. and you said you looked at this painting and then out comes a black man. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. How has being an African-American male in this field of work how has it impacted you and also were there any obstacles that you came up against because you are black mm-hmm. yeah well I mean it's a good question and, you know to 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 think that there are no obstacles um, that I would have to uh, encounter would be a ridiculous notion where in America American was America was founded um, on the backs of, of slavery, or slaves rather, and so basically slaves built this country, um, and that's you know that's something that's known. Well, you know, you're gonna have s- systemic sla- uh, systemic racism in America. I mean, even us as Black people, we have to constantly check ourselves about about uh, racism amongst ourselves. Yes. So, so I know that if when somebody tells me that they don't deal with racism at all, I uh, I don't believe it. It just, uh, it just right. doesn't make any sense to me because I know if I have to deal with it, then they certainly have to check themselves. So, um, so I know that to get to gain a position uh, of any type of success, that as a black person you have to work uh, twice as hard. There is there is uh, white privilege, and and um, you know, it's it's not something that that people are denying anymore. They're you know they're actually coming forth and saying that yeah, is true. You know, so um, well well anyway that I understand that already. So um, I know I have to work twice as hard. So if that's what I have to do, I have to do, and that's what I do. Um, right. Yeah. I I, I I really put in the work. Right, mm-hmm. and it's totally. It's not fair, but it's the world that we live in. Yeah. And the reason that I do my podcast is the same reason um, I'm sure that you do your art because we're able to see ourselves in your work. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And when I was little, I don't know why I'm going this way with this, what I'm saying, but my mom used to put up African art, like the ladies from Africa and they didn't like have tops on and 
I was kind of embarrassed. Like I was young. I didn't under, really understand what the, the world we live in right now. Yeah, right. And so I'm like, mom, why are you getting this animal print? Mom, why are you putting these pictures up? Mm-hmm. And as I grow and as I come into the woman that I am, I totally appreciate her putting those images in front of me mm-hmm. because there was times in our history that things were burnt down. They were covered up. They were gotten rid of. We can't trace our history. Mm-hmm. So with me finding your work in my journey down here to New Orleans and to see those colors and then to research and to see that you were African-American, it really resonated with me. It did something to me. And that is why I have my podcast today to talk about my journey because there's other Aprils in the world that go through struggles. And there, I'm sure you know that there's other Terrences in the world that didn't know that they had this opportunity to build a whole career around a passion of theirs. Yes, yes. So I totally appreciate you. I totally appreciate your work. Um, and it's so inspiring to me and many others. And I, it was solidified that day when I came to your gallery and you had not only African-Americans, people travel from different states just to come meet you and they had came from all different backgrounds mm. and that proves just like my best friend Casey I went to college with she's she's white and you know I was telling her about my podcast and, and I wanted to talk to her about it because she's one of the people in the world that I love the most mm-hmm. and what her answer what she said to me she said April I want you to be you mm. I want you to be you and if someone is bothered by me having this podcast or asking questions for African-Americans, that's a conversation they need to have with themselves and not direct to me because I'm being who I am and I'm reflecting my history, my past, and where I'm going through my podcast. Yeah, of course. So the story has to be told. So yeah, of course. Correct. Correct. Mm -hmm. So, um, okay. So this morning I woke up, I knew we had this podcast today and I saw on, um, I don't know where I saw it on Instagram or somewhere, but the rock, um, the wrestler mm-hmm. um because i love wrestling that's how me and my dad connected like i was all over like hulk hogan when he was like all big time <laughs> love wrestling like yeah. i'm like this dainty flower but i'm strong too you know i i like i love wrestling <laughs> your so your anyway, body slam somebody <laughs> I, I, in my mind i'm gonna I'm a body slam that person been, like, but that's not gonna happen really <laughs> So anyways, <laughs> this morning I saw this eulogy that The Rock did, right? And his dad died this past January here in 2020. And as I was watching him give this eulogy to his father during the funeral, because his father was a wrestler and like Hulk Hogan was in the audience and all of these WWE and WWF wrestlers. And you could literally tell how much he loved his father and how much his father impacted him and inspired him. Terrence, I really, I want to ask you, how do you want your children to remember you? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you know, um, hmm. you know, I, you know, I, I don't want to filter what they will, will, um, you know, will project me as like, I, I'm really not interested in making them see me a certain way because how they see me is how they see me in my mind. Um, I, I just don't think that that's like, I'm not interested in getting them to see me a certain way. 
all I want, all I want is for them to, if they go out into the world and they contribute something good to the world, I feel like I did my job. Like as long as they're they're good people and they you know they don't they don't and when I say good people, not that they they won't have their their hangups and they won't have their you know their downfalls or or whatever they go through. You know, not that they won't have that, but just that when their intention in the world is to bring something good to the world and you know and be kind to people, I feel like I did my job. So I'm not so concerned with what they think about me. Uh, what that's going to be whatever it is. I can't control that. Uh, I'm I just want my kids to feel like they um, they had a father who cared about them and that they also bring something great to the world. I think that answer was excellent. Awesome. Excellent. Because you have and anybody will talk about your social media handles and everything, but you have a beautiful wife. Your children are beautiful. They look like they're thriving and they they're 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 turning into their own people, like artists. And they're just you could tell that they're inspired by you. Just yes. Yeah. By being Okay, so is there anything else that you would like my roses to know about you, Karen's <laughs> <I swear>. Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, well, I guess just that um, you know, I my my message or my direction is always to get people especially young people um, to do what they love like to me there's nothing more important than doing what you love because if you do what you love no one ever has to motivate you you're you're gonna enjoy it and then you're gonna bring something beautiful to the world if everybody did what they loved then the world would be a better place Yes, yes, yes. I love bumping into people who have like this vision of the life and the world that we live in and how it should be. So yes, that was the best answer that you can give on this podcast. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Okay. Okay. So where can my listeners find you and find your work? Give out your social media websites. Where can they find you today? Sure. You know, I've always made things really simple. Terrence Osborne. Um, across the board so in, on Instagram it's Terrence Osborne it's Facebook it's Terrence Osborne my website is TerrenceOsborne.com now I, I'm on all social media but Instagram I'm on every day I check it multiple times a day I pretend to be on the other ones as much but Instagram that's the one so it's the, yeah. Terrence Osborne me too like i've literally was like why do i need these other social media outlets i love instagram yeah like instagram is king yes definitely yes so thank you for your time oh yeah of course thank you april thanks for having me you know what a gift i appreciate it thank you so much Mm -hmm. thank you april rose speaking listeners thank you again for taking the time out today and listen to this wonderful podcast that was brought to you by myself and terrence osborne if you want to listen to more of my podcast make sure that you're subscribing on itunes make sure that you review and make sure that you're sharing this podcast with other people if you feel that this resonates with you or for someone else make sure you share also visit my facebook page april rose speaking and also on instagram april rose speaking and i will talk to you next time roses thanks for listening have a good day bye